everybody and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. Today we're talking about a, a podcast episode titled Everything is Sacred. You know, I put out uh, a post uh, with a question on Facebook the other day and I, I said, everything is sacred, true or false? Uh, we got some hits, you know, one way or the other. And I really want to delve into this because I really think this is a... Um, a concept or idea in our thinking that we could all up level. And so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how you think about something and how that uh, changes your actions and behaviors. Uh, we're also going to talk about the difference between uh, the church slash religious world and how they look at things that are, that are human and divine, how science looks at things that are human and divine, and in, in reality, how we can use that as a unity or kind of a, a wholeness approach. And then I'm going to give you two activities. So I will warn you that the first activity is for our advanced folks. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, if you have been really plugging in and doing your work, activity one will be for you. If you are relatively new to the podcast, relatively new to this kind of work, go with activity number two. It's much simpler. I promise you either one that you do is going to really help you to connect with this idea of the spiritual, um, divine, energetic essence of yourself while living in this physical world. Okay? Awesome. Enjoy. Okay, so I truly believe that we are spiritual beings gifted with an intellect having a physical experience, meaning our essential self is not as our physical body. It's not as our mind and it's not our thoughts that we are eternal beings. Uh, if you study energy, you understand that there are certain principles around energy, such as energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It just changes form. I believe we are all energy and the, the um, essence of ourselves is that we are divine, spiritual, energetic beings. Okay. Now that has nothing to do with uh, your religious beliefs. And quite frankly, if you study uh, most of the world's, I guess, uh, more prominent religions, at some point they're going to have some sort of conversation around that idea. Okay. Or you could not be a part of any religious affiliation and still have uh, a very similar view to that, okay? Now, if you truly believe this, then at some point you're going to be able to look around and see that all things are sacred, okay? So I really want to flesh this out because a lot of people, especially those who are who have grown up in the quote-unquote church, some sort of religious uh, affiliation, they might not have had these thoughts before. So let's flush that out a little bit. So you can actually see that creation, people, systems, organizations, that they're all sacred in their own way. Okay. But first I want to talk about this. If you see someone, so some person as less than, you're going to act accordingly. For example, 
uh, the idea of racism, right? So, so you're not just seeing one person, but you're seeing a whole group of people as less than you for some sort of reason. If you see that, you're going to act accordingly. If you see um, creation as fallen and you have to be in charge of it, you're going to act accordingly. If you see a system is broken, you're going to act accordingly, especially if that system is something that you need to use. I, I'm thinking of some systems right now in my own work that uh, a lot of people in my field are just so frustrated with it, right? If you see it as broken, it's going to affect you. And if you see an organization or a group of people or a system as evil, that's going to affect you as well. So in the past, we've uh, had on the podcast, and I can't remember which episode it is, so I'll, I'll actually put our search engine link in the description for you just because you can go in and search for it, but um, the key word would be perfection. So go ahead and, and just follow the link in the search engine part, put perfection, and it will pop up for you. So um, we've done a teaching on the levels of perfection. So what does that mean? It basically just means um, that, you know, everything is perfect and it has different levels of perfection. So the greatest example of this is a rose bush. Okay, when you ask somebody, describe the perfect rose to me or the perfect rose bush. Now, if you're really not familiar with this idea of levels of perfection, the, the most important thing that people describe is a beautiful, full-bloomed rose. However, that's just one level of perfection. In, in that timeline of that rose being full and bloom, it is in a level of perfection. Now, what happens after that? Well, once it fully blooms in the life cycle of this rose, the next thing it has to do is it starts to lose its petals and it can become a, um, a rose bush that has no blooms on it. And some people would look at that and they would say that that wasn't perfect. But in reality, it's perfect in its own level of perfection. So it's got to go through that phase in order to get to the next phase. Then you have, you know, that usually happens in the fall. Then you have the winter where it goes into this, you know, deep hibernation mode. Some people would look at a rose bush in winter and say, yeah, that's definitely not perfect, right? However, in that state of its, its life cycle, it is in its own level of perfection. Then you get to the point in spring where it starts to have buds. And some people would say, oh, look, you know, it's, it's getting better now. Um, it's coming into its perfection. But in that state, it's in its own level of perfection. So what I'm telling you is, you know, we can look at people who are struggling. We can look at creation. We can look at systems and organizations and all these kinds of things. And we can say that they're evil. Or we could say, you know what? It's in its own level of perfection right now. It might not be great. There might be issues with it. There might be mistakes that are made. It's in its own level of perfection. Now, listen, I know that this is a hard truth for many. And some of you might even be saying, Michelle, you're absolutely crazy. And maybe I am. Okay. I will fully admit that. But I can tell you this, this one change in my thinking over the last few years for me 
has brought me such a greater sense of peace. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about some institutions that have uh, changed our thinking over time. So first of all, let me talk about the church. And when I talk about church, I'm really talking about religious institutions and organizations. Now, over time, what the, the church has done is it somehow created this uh, separation from our humanness, so our, our physical sense in, the, in that, uh, it, you know, we're physical human beings having in this physical experience, and our divinity or our spiritual essence. So it has said that there's two parts of us. And typically, you know, they, they say that there are some activities uh, that are divine and some that are not. So, for example, you know, praying, um, uh, studying, uh, going out, serving your community, giving to the poor. All of these things are considered divine and spiritual things. And they are. Absolutely. They're considered sacred, right? And the human side of us. So uh, going out and watering your flowers or doing the dishes or, you know, heaven forbid, having sexual relations, right? That those parts of us are that humanness side of us is not divine, right? So there's a separation there. Now, lest you think I'm really beating up on, on church or religion today because I'm not, science does the same thing, just in the opposite. So what science tries to do is say, hey, listen, we're all about studying the physical world. So systems, processes, laws, principles, let's study that. And let's remove all of the divinity and spiritual essence, unless you really get into quantum physics, but that's a whole nother thing. But um, most science, they, they say, how can we learn about the physical stuff and limit all of that other hokey, you know, hooey, woo-woo stuff? right? Because that doesn't matter. And the truth is that we need them both to truly understand the experience or existence that we have in this world. So what I'm proposing today is, is the question, what would happen if we pause to see the sacredness and specialness of all of the small mundane things that we do every day? How would that change us? I can tell you this for me, just this one activity. Oh my gosh. First of all, it just helps me my self image. It reminds me of who I really am. It reminds me that I'm connected to everything and everyone. And it gives me a greater sense of peace and joy. And just by doing this, it really helps me to see other people in their own levels of perfection. So rather than seeing, you know, this guy I, I saw in, in town the other day as being a jerk, I, I just looked at him and said, hey, man, maybe he's in the wintertime and that's a tough time. And I wonder what's going on with him or seeing one of my children as, you know, having their own moment. That's all I see is, is oh, they're just having their own moment. They're still perfect. They're still divine. They're still sacred. So it, it really has changed everything for me. So again, when you think that something or someone is evil, right? Think about this. If you think of something or someone as evil, whatever that is, what do you have to do? 
Well, there's uh, three things that are, are, that I see all the time, especially with my coaching clients. The first thing is avoid, right? Because my gosh, if that thing is evil, I've got to avoid it at all costs, right? Makes perfect sense. Second thing is if I, if you see it as evil, I've got to attack, right? I'm going to go on the offensive or maybe it's showing up and I'm on the defensive, but I'm going to attack because man, that, that is evil. And I don't want to be a part of that. Right. And the second thing is that, uh, or the third thing is that maybe, maybe you're not avoiding or, or attacking, but maybe you're speaking ill, right? So, so maybe you're not, um, attacking that person or, uh, avoiding that person, but maybe for whatever reason, you're calling up a friend and talking about that person, right? Or maybe you're, you're just speaking ill of that person in your own self-talk. Like you can't get over it, right? You're ruminating on it. You're bringing them up. They're the person when you have downtime or, uh, you know, when you're getting ready to lay down in bed, you come back to that person and there's unforgiveness in your heart and you just can't get over it. Okay. In reality, all of those things. So first of all, you see something as evil, you, you avoid attack or speak ill of, and that creates a separation, okay? Which really just means that because of whatever has happened, you have forgotten that we are all connected. We are all one. We, all of our energies are connected with each other. What one person says and does affects everybody, okay? So there's two activities I'd like to share with you today. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, the, uh, first activity is for those people who have been a regular listener of the podcast for a while, and you've already practiced quite a bit of, uh, visualization or imagination or what we call feeling prayers before. The second activity is a little simpler. So if you have not done this work before, feel free to write down both activities, but you might want to start with the second one. Okay. So the first activity is really to um, think about what you want. So this again is your desire. It's not a hope or a wish or a want, right? It's, it's a, it's a desire. It's like the thing that you really, really want. So maybe you want to go back to school. Maybe you want a new job. Maybe you want health. Maybe you want a better relationship, whatever it is that you want. You're going to think about that and you're going to start to imagine kind of visualize. And so when, when I talk about imagination, I'm talking about having the image. So typically this is very helpful. If you can do it with your eyes closed, you're going to see an image and you're going to feel the feelings. So if you're thinking about health, you would close your eyes and say, okay, when I am healthy, what does that look like? What am I doing? Um, how does that feel like? How does that feel in my body? Um, maybe you're, you're hearing from the doctor, you know, that your blood pressure is great and your blood sugar is good, right? So what is the evidence that's going to show up in your life that the thing that you want is done? So you see the image and you feel how that feels, right? Now, what you do with this, and this is why I say, if you've done this before, you know this, this, but we're adding in another step. So what you can do now is for each part in that process or each person in your vision, however that comes up to you, I want you to see them as sacred and loved. 
There are many clients I work with, they're dealing with some pretty tough relationship stuff. So uh, sometimes it, it's significant others, sometimes it's with friends, um, sometimes it's with their children, uh, many times it's with their boss or uh, an employee, right? So when you're thinking about, um, you know, I'll do this as uh, if I were an employee and I was dealing with a difficult boss. For some reason, that's coming up a lot lately with my clients. Okay. So if I'm imagining having a conversation with my boss, and that's the thing that I want, right? The thing that you're going to add into your imagination is seeing them as a sacred, divine, spiritual, loved being. Might take a little work, okay? And you also want to see that for yourself, all right? So again, you know, we're just up leveling this experience. So ask yourself, you know, if, as you're closing your eyes and you're imagining this conversation, how can you see them as that sacred divine being? How can you see yourself as a sacred divine being? And both of you are loved and both of you are loving in this interaction. Now that doesn't mean, you know, you got to be best friends, but how can you be loving, honoring, respecting human beings when you're in your imagination? And remember anything happens in your imagination, right? So make it good. And the reason why we use our imagination is because your subconscious brain does not know the difference between something that's real and something that's imagined. So you're literally downloading this program of a new option that this could be a reality. All right. So after you've done that, um, I, Oh, so ask yourself some questions. All right. Here's your questions. So the first time that you imagined what you wanted, um, there was that that's like your, your pre imagination. Um, and then once you turned it on its head with this idea of seeing sacredness, divinity, and love, how did your vision change? What was different? How did you feel? Right. What's the difference in your feelings? Um, how do you see yourself now? How do you see other people now? And what happens to your patient's level? So when you think about that person or the situation that you're dealing with, how patient are you now compared to when you were before? Just really check in with those questions. All right. Now the second activity, which is a little simpler so this is really what you're trying to do is, is just connect with this idea of, of sacredness, okay? Especially in the mundane parts of life. So the first thing is before you do something new. So honestly, it doesn't have to be new as in like you've never done it before, but just another activity. So for example, after I'm done uh, with the podcast, I'm going to go and uh, water my flowers, right? That's on my to-do list. It's, it's early enough. I've got to do that before the sun really gets out. Okay. So that's going to be the new thing on my activity. Now you could go through, you know, and, and do this for every activity of the day, but I'm really going to encourage you just pick one thing a day to practice this with and be consistent with doing it one time a day. Okay. So, uh, before you do whatever it is you're going to do, pause, and you're going to focus on giving yourself thanks for um, doing this process and ask yourself, how is even this 
divine and sacred and full of love. Okay. So for example, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to, uh, you know, water my flowers before I turn the water on. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to focus. I'm going to give myself a kind of, a kind of just a, a thankfulness statement. Thank you, Michelle, for, for setting aside the time, um, to focus on, on the sacred and the mundane at the same time. Uh, and then I'm going to check in with myself and just say, you know, how, how do I feel, you know, on a general happiness level, you know, maybe I'm a, a six out of 10, you know, 10 being high, one being low. How, how happy are you? Pretty happy. You know, I've just had some good study time. I'm, I'm a solid six out of 10. Awesome. So then you go and you, you know, try to get in touch as you're doing the activity with this, this idea of it being sacred. So for example, watering flowers. It seems like it's pretty simple. It's definitely a physical human kind of a thing, but how is it divine? How is it sacred? Well, I get to partner with nature. I get to provide some water and the plants get to do their magical thing and create more life. And so together, even though it's a very physical thing, it's also a very energetic spiritual thing where we're partnering together to make the world a better place. These are beautiful flowers, by the way. They just bring me a lot of joy. So these flowers are bringing me joy and I get to bring them water. So it's a physical and a divine sacred thing at the same time. So then I check in with myself afterwards, after I've, uh, you know, watered the flowers. Now, how, how happy I am, am I on a scale of one to 10? Well, pretty, ten, pretty happy, maybe a 10, right? So you're, you just want to check in, you know, just choose one activity every day to do this on. So rather than just moving from one activity to another activity to another to-do item, check in, pause, give thanks and say, okay, where is the sacred and the love in this, even in this? And then, you know, if you feel like it, record your results, because sometimes when you record them and you look back later, you're like, oh, wow, that's a, a really cool insight. So increasing your awareness of the sacred, especially in those very mundane tasks, really changes your thinking and behavior. Okay, so choose one activity. It could be driving, right? How, how is driving sacred? I don't know. You, you figure that out for yourself. How about doing dishes, going for a walk, whatever your mundane task is, right? Show care and gratitude as you're doing it. Um, we don't want to take anything for granted. We want to have a really great experience here on, on earth, right? We're, we're going throughout this, this physical experience. So how can we connect a little bit more and really see the beauty that's kind of waiting there for you in your day? Okay. I promise you, if you set the intention to see this today, it's going to happen for you. Awesome. Hey, I hope this is really helpful to you today. I know it's a little bit different than what we've been talking about, but really it's, it's so important. So important. Uh, we try to compartmentalize and kind of separate our, our different parts of our life. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing that unity and wholeness is so important. And when you can see anything, even answering emails as yes, it's definitely a very physical thing, but it can also be a sacred thing as well. Uh, it just really up levels your, your experience. All right. Before I forget, uh, today, June 1st. So if you're listening to this later, no, th this is beyond, but today, June 1st is the last day 
to sign up for the Grow by One retreat. If you have not done so, at the very least, go check out the link, uh, see if it's right for you. I'm so excited. Uh, we're going to have a really good um, group of folks. I, I see the registration list and I'm just so excited. It's going to be a high energy kind of uh, event. Not high energy as in like rah, 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 you know, jumping on tables or anything, but high energy as in, man, the love, joy, and, and just fun that we're going to have is amazing. So if you're interested uh, in a two-day or three-day retreat in Perrysburg, Ohio, coming up soon, follow the link, get all the information. If you need anything, reach out to me. I'd be glad to, to answer any questions that you might have, okay? Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.